I don't know what inferior swill this is, but I ordered a lot of hula. The scotch on the rocks. Please, any scotch will do, as long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, single malt. Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps, maybe a Glengow, any Glen. There's a special rung in hell reserved for people who waste good scotch. Hello and welcome to another episode of Whiskey Snobs of Lower Moco. My name is Jesse. I'm Adam. And I'm Aaron. And today we have a very special episode focused on a new exciting release. It's the latest Ardbeg annual release called Black. This is the committee release. Uh, These special annual releases that they've done the last several years, they do a committee release around March which is at uh, cast strength. This year, it's 50.7% ABV. And then in late May, early June, they do a general release that coincides with Ardbeg Day. But we got our hands on a bottle of the committee release. I think it's going to be very hard to find, but hopefully they're still out there. So we wanted to do a quick review, give you our initial impressions in the hopes you can find a bottle or find a friend with a bottle. Let's talk a little bit about what the name is about. Again, it's got three A's in it. uh, That uh, is, I think, and it's got a ram on the front. And uh, the joke is uh, associated with sheep because this edition has been fully matured in Pinot Noir casks from New Zealand. And according to their press release, they thought, well, New Zealand is another place like Scotland where the sheep outnumber the people. They play on that. They play on, they say, their image as the black sheep of Isla. I think that's debatable. We can maybe get into who we think is the black sheep of Isla. Hmm. And then uh, it could also be... Yeah. (laughs) Then it could also be because Pinot Noir casks and Noir being black or dark in French, uh, you know, they could be playing on that. So, Aaron, why don't you tell us a little bit about the bottle we're looking at? So, unlike other committee release bottles, or really unlike any other Arbeck bottle I've ever seen, this is a completely black glass bottle. It is super sleek. So, so it looks cool. It looks really cool. And I'm so excited to actually own one of my own because I just think it's just going to look cool on the shelf. Yeah, it's, it's a great looking bottle, but I think a lot of people, or some people, criticize the opaque glass that some distillers release for example Brooklady with their some of their octomores or sure. opaque bottlings where you can't see the fill level and so that's sort of a, a challenge sometimes when you want to know yeah, how try- much you have left in a bottle i'm trying to hold it up to the light to see and you really you, can't see well, through you, it yeah. so the only clue is that like i'm looking at uh, a light and if I lift the bottle up, there's a point where you can't see the light anymore, and that's where the liquid is. Got oh, it. interesting. I don't know if this is uh, in your research as well, but if you were lucky enough to go to the distillery to buy this, you could get like a wool like oh, yeah. thing for it. A wool cover for a it. Wool I bet co- that like is going to be a crazy collection. Yeah, like a, some type of wool sock for it or something, which, um, you know, <sighs> kind of cool, but I don't think I... <laughs> Not worth the trip to. That'd be a really expensive wool sock for a bottle, but like that'd be kind of cool if you were there and you could get one. But I certainly wouldn't go uh, go on eBay looking for secondary market Ardbeg black socks. So you know, I I will say one more thing about just the design is that I think it's rather tasteful this year. 
some of their releases in the last few years, they think they've gotten a little silly mm -hmm. uh, with their marketing, with our big grooves and the kind of peace and love. They had a tag with imagining some village, you know, and then last year with drum and kind of going overboard with the Caribbean theme. I think this year they've kept it kind of more simplistic. They've got a black sheep on the front. You know, these never come in a box, a committee release. The general release, I think, is going to be really cool with like a bunch of white sheep and then just one black sheep going yeah. the other direction. And and it doesn't have a tag. So for, you know, for what it's worth, it's always just a little marketing thing, but I think they've kept it simple this year. And I should say that this is in commemoration of the 20th anniversary of having the Ardbeg Committee. I mean, we could talk more about that, but it's essentially their fan club. Anybody can join. And there's something like 100,000 plus members of it, but it started in uh, 2000. So this year in 2020, uh, this is what they've released as their 20th anniversary bottle, which I think will maybe make it slightly more collectible or desirable, but I think most people are most interested in, in what's inside. And I think a lot of people are excited about this. I think the sound of fully matured and Pinot Noir casks, you know, from New Zealand, you know, well-regarded wine. So I think there's been a lot of buzz about this and I think we're excited to try it for ourselves. Yes. So speaking about what's inside, should we get to the tasting and well, maybe knows it? I also just want to say that in preparation for this, we are all wearing Ardbeg t-shirts. Yes, I've got one from that I got on eBay that's associated with the Supernova releases when they shot Whiskey into Space. And I have, mine is from the 2016 Dark Cove release. And mine is from the Ardbeg Escape Tour. Where they had a bus. That where went they had the bus, yeah. around the, all the U.S. And, and that came with room. the Ardbeg Snifter as a gift. Yeah. And some of us even have Ardbeg glassware. Yeah, from uh, they always do a great job with their Ardbeg Day releases. Uh, their their you know events all over the country where they do tastings of the yearly release. They do cocktails and they do usually swag giveaway. So I'm the black sheep of the tasting, and I do not have an Ardbeg glass, but it's a miniature, a stemmed glass from Von Foss, and it has a little measuring hash on it, which I like. So what is Von Foss? So Von Foss is a uh, retailer in, I believe it's of German origin, but they have shops in uh, Sedona and in Minneapolis. And you basically walk in there, they sell oil and they sell whiskey and some rum in barrels, and you can taste as much as you want before you buy. Oh. And it tends to be a little more expensive because you buy in 100 milliliters or 200 milliliters rather than bottle size. But it gives you the opportunity to try some interesting stuff. I can see where that would appeal to this group. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, let's get back to the whiskey, shall we? Let's do it. So well, let's all know. Or you well, like to talk well, about the color first, even though it's a podcast. Uh, so, yeah. So this is a beautiful kind of golden copper. It's a very nice color. Yeah, this. it really is a rich color, like a definitely darker than just a white wine. I would have expected it to be a little bit darker. It is a little clear. See, I think that's the hint to how we're going to determine if we can the age of this whiskey. Because this is, if this is fully matured in ex Pinot Noir cast, this can't be much more than like three. I don't know, maybe I mean, five. It's going to be like no five. more than six tops. Yeah. I know there's the issue with sherry cask where if you do it for too long it's just overwhelming and i imagine that it's got to be very similar with like a deep red wine yeah and we have no information technically about how old this is other than the fact that it has to be at least three years well so so have either of you had a whiskey fully matured in pinot noir cask no. previously no. i've had burgundy finishes some other wine and some other sherry finishes that get close to a pinot noir but 
I, I guess I have no baseline. I have no frame of reference for what the color of the expression ought to be. And, and I think Ardbeg is traditionally kind of on the lighter side. When you think about the 10, think about the Perpetuum. Well, 10, they add color so that it can be just a little bit less than clear. <laughs> well, I know, it's still still debated. So I think we should get into the nose. I just think it's a, it's a fantastic nose. I think you get the peat right away, mm-hmm. uh, kind of a ashy peat. But um, I'm getting also balanced with some red fruit, uh, maybe mm-hmm. strawberry or cherry. And I also would say that it's kind of a creamy nose. It's like you're yeah. almost getting lactones or something. It's just a, a well-rounded. It's it's not it's not one of these closed-off whiskeys, but it's also not like harsh. It's it's already you just get the sense that it, it's well integrated. It's a great nose. It's it's not closed. It's not overwhelming. Uh, I also get a little bit of uh, caramel on the nose. I'm getting like a, almost like a charred marshmallow or like mm. a. Yeah, like I can see that. Some burnt sugars. Like a smoky, yeah, like a burnt sugary. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. I, I mean, it, it's got the sweet, but it's, you know, when you had the rung cask from the drum, it, it felt like almost a little too sweet. This mm-hmm. this feels like a sweet that's there, but it's kind of wafting in and out. It's not like in your face. So I'm loving the nose so far. Since it's an art bag, I, I like the fact that I get some coastal notes off the nose. Mm-hmm. I get a little bit of seaweed. Yeah, I definitely get the seaweed. This would almost be like a, a good substitute for Kelpie. Yeah, mm. yeah, I can see that. So on to the palate. Mm. 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 That's really mm. nice. I think we're all uh, making nonverbal sounds of <laughs> approval. Um, it's just, yeah, (laughs) it's, it's delicious. It's, it's, It's I find it again, the peat is definitely forward. It's not kind of like sneaking up on you. It's, it's right there. Also, I, I get like an ashy peat more than I do a coastal peat for me. Mm -hmm. It's, it's more kind of cigarette ash, but, but again, it always sounds bad, but I think it's fantastic. I think that, yeah, the nose is more coastal. The palate is definitely like what you're what you're saying. Yeah. But it's still a little medicinal. So what I like is that compared to some previous Artbeg annual releases, it it still has that Artbeg signature. Oh, absolutely. You could pick this out of uh Isla lineup as being an Artbeg with you know in a blind. Yeah. Yeah, but again, I get some great fruit notes. I mean, again, I think I would say kind of cherry is what what really comes to mind. I maybe a little bit of apricot, you know, kind of a bit, a tiny bit of stone fruit, chocolate. I get for sure. And I think what, what kind of stands out to me is that the palate is a, it's a pretty strong palate. It makes an impression. Mm. I think I do kind of get a little bit of like the almond flavor you get in like an almond pastry at the mm-hmm. very end of the palate. Mm. Almost like a marzipan. Yeah, like a, exactly. I kind of get that on the very end at the tip of my tongue. Yeah. So yeah. there's a lot of sweetness in this. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's really complex. And yeah, I get a good mouthfeel. I get it kind of like coats the whole inside of your oh, yeah. mouth with do- different flavors, and then that always uh, helps kind of get the finish uh, started, where you really kind of it's it lingers in the mouth and continue to get some smoke, maybe some maybe a little bit of licorice, you know, more on the finish than I got on the, the palate. The finish is so wonderfully long. Yeah. So the finish for me is it, it's more medium than long, but it's it's pleasant. You know, it's there. It's not lingering for too long. I, I against the palate, it's one of those finishes that kind of it drops off a little bit, but I like it. Yeah. Fantastic. 
So it's, I, I do think that this is going to be very collectible uh, for people who care about that. I think there's been a lot of buzz about it. And, you know, the price is a little higher than normal, uh, or at least higher than the last few years. It's been a, a bit of a jump. I think, you know, where in prior years, it was more like 120 MSRP on this is 140. I paid a little bit more from the shop I got it at DC. Some of that may have to do with the tariffs that yep. have hit. Yeah. Uh, we don't really know for certain though. Um, so it's a little bit high. I, I, I'd say at 165, which really turns in about 180 after tax. You know, I don't regret buying it, and you know we've done a split, so that's always a way to get kind of soften the blow uh, is to split a bottle. So now I really don't regret it. I, I think it's a little uh, high to get multiple bottles, but I also think if you're the kind of person who collects these things for value, I do think this one's going to grow in value over the years. And in fairness to Ardbeg, I think the initial MSRP was probably about, I want to say I saw 130 or something like that, but as is usually the case, the retailers tend to let that creep up a little bit to meet demand. And then once the bottles tend to go off the shelves and make it into the secondary then the price just goes up even further from, from there. So at, at 160, 170, 180, I don't think this is a bottle that I would buy again, but this is delicious. I love it. And if it were more reasonably priced, I would certainly pick up a second. Yeah. I mean, you definitely pay these days for scarcity as much as you do quality in, in, in the scotch world. And I think the tariffs are going to bite more and more if they stick around. And let's face it. I look at the, at the Ardbeg annual releases as kind of like a celebration of spring. They always come out at around that time. I go buy, you know, my art bag special release, my committee release, and enjoy it. And I'm usually done with it by the time fall rolls around. <laughs> so it's just a fun tradition. Just, yeah, it's your summer fling or spring. Yes, my spring it, fling. Yeah. The, the art bag committee release for me is a bottle that, when my whiskey budget is tight, I always budget for the committee release. Yeah, it's 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 usually a safe bet that it's at least something interesting worth talking about, worth debating with your friends. I know it's, it's, it is kind of a sport to compare the most recent releases or some people who have been drinking for a long time kind of know them all the way back to Alligator. You know, that I think it's almost like the joke is like, oh, this is the best release since Alligator. And, you know, I think some people said that about Grooves and then have had to walk that back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's always an initial burst of enthusiasm. So should we try this with a few drops of water? Yeah. Always a good see. idea. I, uh, I'm getting with the water that it's bringing out the fruit even more. Uh, the cherry notes, I'm just bringing them out more intensely. The I, I get more strawberry in the nose mm-hmm. with, the, with the water. So for our listeners who cannot see the tasting, I'll just note that we are using an official Ardbeg water dropper. <laughs> they do seem to spend a lot more on marketing and oh, swag and than forget most the other. Oh, Solo case. Yeah. Oh, right. The escape. The, the escape one, yeah. 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 But I, I will say that one of the most you know, outlandish marketing spiels that I've seen was not necessarily Ardbeg, but Jack Rose. When they had their Ardbeg Day celebration for Dark Cove, they had small groups of four or five people go from the top floor at Jack Rose, which is a, a local uh, bar here in D.C. that actually has uh, the largest, one of the largest collections of whiskey uh, in, the nor- in North America. But folks would go from the top floor all the way down to the basement simulating the experience of smugglers which was what dark cove was and <laughs> very meta yeah yeah so that was fun well is there any last words we want to say about the whiskey gentlemen i well i i think this is a definite if you like art bag and you like the committee releases to, in my mind this is a definite buy absolutely if if it's your one purchase of the year 
or maybe one of your two or three purchases, absolutely go try to hunt it down. I mean, I spent a lot of time hunting the bottle and I still don't even have it yet, but it is, it's worth the hunt. The hunt is part of the fun. It is. Yeah. So if you can still find one on the shelves and, and even if you can't find the committee release, the uh, general release should come out in late May, early June, you know, should also be worth finding. It's usually priced quite a bit lower. It always depends on the retailer, but usually comes in around 105, 110. Yeah. And, and occasionally some people say that they like the general release better than the committee release. Yes. I felt that way about Dark Cove, Absolutely. most Dark Cove. especially. Usually it's not the case, but it does. Usually it's still a good whiskey, and because again, in this case, it's only going to be four ABV percentage points lower. Yeah. So I'm excited to see it, and hopefully, you know, we'll get a bottle and it'll be easier to find. So, encourage you to look out for that one. Well, this has been a really fun episode. So, on behalf of the whiskey snobs of Lower Moco, thanks for listening. Please rate us and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And as always, dram a good health. Damn good stuff, sir. Thanks again to Adam and Aaron for uh, joining me. My name is Jesse, and on behalf of the whiskey snobs of <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't you want to repeat our names again? No, wait, you made it sound like it's your podcast. <laughs> no, no, that's true. No, no, I know, I know. No, that, that, that's fair. <laughs> but I was trying to just throw your names in, or just like. <laughs> We'll see who we have on next week. I know, I know. I know. All right, so how's the best way to do that? I, I, I know, I it did sound fun. It was, it, okay. was, it was fun. All right. I, I was just so, kidding. I mean, so just say okay, it. okay, okay. All right, well, the... <laughs> well, this has been a really <laughs> fucking A. Come on, keep it together. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I got it. Come. <laughs> Well, this has been a really fun episode. So on behalf of the Whiskey Snobs of Lower Moco, thanks for listening. Please rate us and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And as always, dram a good health. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> good. Woo. All right.